Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. Fried Bologna, a So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Romans 14, verse 6. Sometimes things are not what they seem. Fried bologna is a thanksgiving story of compassion, tradition, and the unforeseen blessings of kindness. Fried Bologna, a soul-powerful parable by Dana Buck. One day in late November, crisp and shining as a jewel, I jump into my car to pick my daughter up from school. All week, she shared excitedly the things they've learned in class of Indians and pilgrims and Thanksgiving's first repast. Bringing home art projects, colored turkeys by the score, quite a bright display on our refrigerator door. Pure energy, enthusiasm like a hand in glove, best describe the essence of this little girl I love. Pulling to the curbside at the sounding of the bell, I smile and prepare myself for all she'll have to tell. Buckling up her seatbelt, backpack stowed between her feet, I ask her how her day was, and she answers, It was neat. Teacher had us sharing our best holiday traditions. Where we travel, what we do, we each gave our renditions. Then she asked us one by one to detail and reveal what we would be eating for this year's Thanksgiving meal. Let me guess, I said to her, Roast turkey or a ham, mashed potatoes, stuffing, jello salad, candied yams. You nailed it, Mom. She giggled. That's what everybody said. Except that is for Tina. And she slowly shook her head. She said they will be having just a bowl of macaroni, that and several slices of some simple fried bologna. What? I said incredulous. My mind was spinning fast. I worked to picture Tina amongst the children in her class. That's what she told the teacher, said this girl that I adored. Maybe fried bologna is all her family can afford. My heart felt pinched and broken as I gripped the steering wheel, unsettled at the way this information made me feel. I know some families struggle. Life can be unfair and hard. But how did I not see this just beyond my own backyard? We drove on through the neighborhood and pulled into the drive. Neither of us saying much, my thoughts were so alive. 
And though I had a million tasks on my Thanksgiving list, suddenly they seemed so small when I considered this. Thanksgiving Day dawned bright and clear with breakfast freshly made and all of us in jammies watching Macy's Big Parade. Football games played on and on and morning turned to noon as we had our Thanksgiving gathered in the dining room. Joining hands, we bowed our heads. My husband said a prayer. We then began enjoying all the food I had prepared. I'll make a small admission it's impatience that I feel as I served the pumpkin pie at the conclusion of our meal. I'd cooked a second dinner like I'd served my child and spouse, packed, prepared, and ready now to take to Tina's house. Putting on our hats and coats, we pile into the car. I'd found the family's address. It was not so very far, but when we reached the house and parked, I felt myself confused. The house was large and pleasant, not untended or ill-used. Two cars were in the driveway. Sculpted hedges framed the lawn. I double-checked the address just to see if I'd been wrong. But no, this is the number that I jotted on a card. We hurried up the walkway that accented the front yard. My husband shrugged his shoulders as my daughter rang the bell. The bags of food held tightly. Apprehension starts to swell. It's then the door swings open to a hallway lit and calm. A woman greets us smiling, and I know she's Tina's mom. She recognized my daughter, greets us warmly as can be, then calls to those behind her. Looks like we have company. Tina's so excited grabs my daughter by the hand. They're off to see her bedroom and they leave us where we stand. A man steps up to join us. Names are shared and hands are shook. Yet both regard our presence with a slightly puzzled look. I'm sorry to disturb you. And I very quickly say what brought us to their doorstep on this bright Thanksgiving day. And so I felt our feasting would be meaningless and phony if a neighbor's only option centered round some fried bologna. My words reached their conclusion and their smiles glow sage and wise. They took our hats and jackets and invited us inside. We followed to the dining room, the tables grand and set, china, silver, candlesticks, an elegant vignette. It's then I notice something acting as the centerpiece. A photograph sits humbly on a length of quilted fleece. A woman gazes sweetly from the simple wooden frame. That photo is my mother. Rosalinda was her name. Tina's father gestures slowly. She was no more than a girl when she traveled to America from halfway round the world. Marrying my father, then three children at her side. I was only six or seven in the year my father died. I never will forget that first Thanksgiving post his death. I don't know how she did it. 
and he slightly caught his breath. Our family had no money. I can still recall her angst. And yet, she found a way to lead us all in giving thanks. With no despair or weeping, spectacle or acrimony, she made some simple pasta and then fried us some bologna. He stopped his words self-consciously, with eyes tear-filled and blurred. Our menu each Thanksgiving, it's in memory of her. I felt deep in my spirit that I'd touched the very heart, the essence that Thanksgiving was intended to impart. We shared a silent moment, not a fleeting sound was heard. Until I spoke, your story, it is sacred, every word. The food upon the table doesn't matter in the least when gratitude and love are the main courses of the feast. He nodded and said, Thank you. Then, with no pretense or fuss, looking to his wife, he said, Please, stay and eat with us. Well, rarely has Thanksgiving had a deeper gift to coax than the day we shared this humble meal with Tina and her folks. For God taught me a lesson, one I'm grateful to have learned, that when you act with kindness, you get so much in return. And what disclosed this message? What unveiled this testimony? A burning bush? Well, hardly. Just a plate of fried bologna. I think we can all relate to the hustle and bustle of the holidays. Often, if we're not paying attention, the demands of the season can obscure the very reason for the celebration. Building in special traditions is a great way to deliberately keep a holiday focused on its central themes and values. What are you especially thankful for? Is there a special decoration, recipe, custom, or ritual built into your holiday festivities? If not, consider starting something that can serve as a heritage of gratitude in your family. Building that heritage often starts with the simple act of remembering. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Fried Bologna was written by Dana Buck. Voices were provided by Krista Munch, Marcy Jones, Kelsey Jones, and Dana Buck. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, 
check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes. <laughs>